Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat, contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legends series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Some guys' stories are filled with the achievements the trophies are awarded for. Some achievements are far more important. On the field, this guy gave everything. Off the field, he continues to give even more. He is the greatest example of a great example. But who is Alan Tung? Andy, uh, when I uh, get asked that question, I think of many things. I think firstly, though, I'm a country boy. Yep. Um, I'm somebody who's really indebted to to my family and the values that uh, they instilled in me. Um, so I'm family man, uh, first and foremost. My faith is really important to me. I'm really passionate about community and social work. Um, I'm also somebody that's never quite content, which is probably not a good thing, but that's <laughs> uh, that's a bit of who is Alan Tan. Normally, we start at the start because that is the logical place to start, but not today. 11 years since retirement, mate. Does it feel like yesterday or does it feel like a lifetime ago? Uh, you know what? It, it's in both, actually. In some respects, you know, you go down there and you say, oh, it wasn't that long ago. And then you think of things that you have done over these last 11 years and you go, geez, it was a long time <laughs> since I probably have pulled on the boots or you go and play a charity footy game and then you go, it has been a long time. Um but it doesn't feel like that long ago to me, and, and I'm really lucky to still be in and around, um, you know, mm. in and around the game, which I'm really fortunate to be a part of. But um, it certainly does fly by time. How's the body? Not too bad. I keep ticking away. Um, it is something that, uh, you know, I, I make sure that, you know, I train most days, just mm. tick away, and nowhere near as hard as what I used to. But, um, you know, still get up and get into it most mornings. It's you know, I've really known that it's not only good for my, you know, physical health and, and keeping that body moving, but also good for my mental health too. And um, it's probably one of the biggest things that I actually miss from playing is is actually the training and training with mates. And yep. so even though I don't often get to do it with a group of mates, um, you know, I still still enjoy just getting up and ticking away most days. All these years later, you've still got a strong association with the NRL, with the game. What are you up to with yourself? Yeah, I've been involved um, – with the National Rugby League ever since I retired, I'd started doing some ambassadorial work um, while I was doing my mentoring programs in and around Canberra. And as that 
in the years sort of went on, I did more and more for the game and um, was able to you know, create a, a program as well called the Voice Against Violence, which a program that we we started in 2015 and, and really started heavily rolling out in 2017 and still continuing now. Um, but, yeah, community work has been a mm. big part um, of what I've done since I've retired and for the NRL. And so still really lucky to be doing that, whether it's a mental health literacy program that we run in our high schools, our senior footy clubs, whether it's a Voice Against Violence, which is a primary prevention domestic violence program um, in sporting clubs and communities around Australia, but also the Pacific, and also delivering our primary school inspire message. So mm. trying to use the values of rugby league to inspire the next generation to be the best they can be. So a number of different roles, but, um, you know, I'm, as I said, still really lucky to be a part of the game. You've also, over the years, made huge inroads and, and a huge difference in rehabilitating young and, and adult prisoners across the ACT. So your interests and your focus, many and varied. Yeah, well, that's where I probably first cut my teeth in that mm. sort of space, um, so to speak, is um, you know, I volunteered at a juvenile justice centre and I saw, I saw the need and I also saw um, you know, a really valuable role that sport and in particular rugby league could play. Um, these young kids, I remember going in there to start off and, you know, I loved rugby league dearly, as you know, Andy, yeah. but mate, these kids would play, the lights would be out. We couldn't, we we're still just running around playing footy. They just couldn't <laughs> get enough of it. Yeah, we had a few scuffles here and there, but we just played and played footy. They just loved it. And then to be able to bring um, a message to help them with their lives and to create a program that they could put some steps in place using rugby league principles to be able to do that. Um, I was I was blown away myself. Um, uh, you know, well, I wasn't working off a manual or doing it off somebody else's program. I was I was really making it up as I went along and um, just continued to seek advice and um, yeah, just trying to to hone it as best I could and I still do that to this day and and then took on the challenge of doing some more work in our adult prison down here and I found that really rewarding too and just as big a need and just as much thirst for rugby league and that connection and that mateship that you know we know we get out of the game but not everybody's blessed to have that and so it was my little way of using I suppose the things that I was lucky to have and trying to give those to others that mightn't have been so fortunate. I don't want to use the term take it for granted, um, but we've probably become complacent in what rugby league is and what rugby league's impact is on the wider community because we're so close to it. We're we're on the sideline or, or in the commentary box. But rugby league is so much more than a win and a loss. For the community, it's an example. It's an opportunity. It's the reason to change. Rugby league can be so much more than than just 80 minutes on a Saturday. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of my work that I do is is in our grassroots footy clubs and often in, you know, rural and remote and yep. in the islands as well. And just it, it's, it's so important to their community. It's part of their fabric. It brings them together. It, it, it connects them from it's their one thing that they, you know, stop work and mm. the farmers put down their tools. They go and watch the local footy team. They catch up. They might have a beer. They Whatever it is, they ride the highs and the lows, but they know their team's going to rip in. And mm. even if they lose, that's okay. They support them. And I think it, it sort of instills, um, you know, a, a lot of that, that mentality that yeah. you know we're going to be right, we're going to keep supporting, and we're going to keep getting back up, and it's so important in our in our communities. And I know for mine too is that 
and you know, growing up, it, it gave me great role models uh, to look up to as yeah. well. And I saw those, you know, tough old footballers running around doing their thing. And it just, it, it really, yeah, it made you appreciate what you had and you knew what you had to go through. And I know they don't play as much reserve grade as they did, but I love going through that reserve grade and playing against some of those guys that had been there and done it. And you just had to earn your keep both in the training paddock and on the field. And, you know, we talk about that impact that it, you know, had on me, but you see that right across our grassroots footy clubs. It's a fabric. It brings everybody together and it's it's so important. It's very much a natural role for you, uh, the way I see it. You're a father, but the mentoring role, a very natural role for you. To see and to witness and to experience, I guess, um, an improvement or a change in mindset of a young guy who's potentially going down the wrong road in life. How how satisfying is that? Yeah, it's it's awesome, Andy. It is so um, it is so great. Probably in a bit of the work that I've done when we talk about um, sorry with detainees, I, I suppose you mightn't get to see a lot of the fruits of your work, and, and that's okay. That's um, that's a part of what we do, but it's. Um, yeah, it, it is really rewarding just seeing that enjoyment that they get, um, you know, even when you turn up into the facility and to have the fun and games with them and their enjoyment of you just coming into their lives mm. and throwing the footy around is great. But to see people on the other side and see them, you know, get an apprenticeship, uh, you know, in some work, you know, holding down a more stable relationship, um, you know, making some better choices in, you know, the substances mm. that they've taken in the past and different things is you know, it's really great to say, great to see. And you know what, I'm just a small piece of the jigsaw puzzle, but it's just still great to be a part of all of that. Let's wind back the clock to a young Alan Tung. Um, you dreamt of being an NRL footballer as a kid. It was either that or being a farmer. As we sit here in 2022, did you make the right choice? <laughs> well, I think so. Um, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it's well, the farming game's going pretty good at the moment, but we've had some tough seasons there, yeah. but just like we did with the footy. But I oh, look, Andy, I um. I love rugby league. I have ever since I, you know, got to play it as a six-year-old, and to be able to live that out, um, I, I still pinch myself. I really do, and I, I never took a day for granted, and I, I valued it all, and I still value it and care for the game deeply now because of those opportunities that it gave me. Um, it's taught me so much about myself, um, but I don't think I would have been able to do it if I didn't have the farming upbringing. And so that's why I think farming was so important to me and I'm fortunate to live, uh, you know, on a small property myself now trying to give my kids a bit of that same upbringing as well. But, um, you know, it was really, really important. I've got two brothers, an older and a younger brother, and both really good footballers as well, but they stayed at home on the farm um, and, you know, they wouldn't have it any other way. They love it. It's been in, you know, my family's blood up there for over 100 years on the property up there. And um, mine took uh, a turn to come down to the green machine and I'll tell you what, um, I'm, I'm really grateful that I did. Hey, legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go, from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and we can cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want and when you want. 
Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Your journey, I guess, started in 1998, part of that Australian schoolboys side. I think you toured New Zealand. Who else was in that footy side, mate? Yeah, I mean, Frank Kite. Um, we had Justin Hodges, Mark Gaznia, Luke oh. Brannigan, Brett Finch. Um, yeah, we had we had a pretty good little uh, pretty good little wow. side um, and went over there. And, you know, most of the players that were in that, um, that side went on to – to Ashley Harrison was there too. Um, you know, we had we had a really good, um, you know, really good side when we toured over there. So that was, um, yeah, great little experience. I was actually on scholarship though with the Bronx for three years yeah. prior, and it was through that Aussie experience that um, some interest came from elsewhere through the schoolboys and and then into that state of origin. And I had a, I had a, opportunities to go uh, to the Dragons, to the Raiders, um, and to the Broncos. Um, and the reason why I chose the Canberra Raiders is, you know, we went and had a look at the facilities um, um, of all and we came down to the Raiders and I remember going to the Kingston Hotel after the game. It was cook your own steak and the players were standing around and it just felt like a big country town. Yeah. Like Canberra, it, it just, and we came home and I just said to Dad, I, I didn't have family down here. I had some family not too far out of Brisbane, so I had more connections there. I'd been training with the club for three years. Mm. But it just felt like it was a big country town. And, you know, coming from just outside of Tamworth, it, it just seemed the right fit to me. Amazing. We all have the sliding doors moments. And, and that decision not only changed your football career, but changed your life. So many young men get caught up in that Broncos system. And there, there are tales of very good footballers that never made first grade. But right decision, right time. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's always a part of me that goes, you know, I wonder what it would have been like yeah. after the Brisbane Broncos, you know, looking up to all those players like the the Lockyers, the Webkeys, the Seven Receivers, these amazing players and being a part of that organisation. But, you know, that's that's life, isn't it? We look and see what could have been. But um, as soon as I come down here, there was no looking back. Um, I was fully focused on making sure I got the best out of myself and made the most of this opportunity. Um, about 750Ks, I jumped in the car and drove down. Um, Mum come with me and I got out all my gear and was staying at a, a boarding house down here with a group of other guys that came down to play in the under-19s and, yeah, we hooked in from that moment. In 2000, the Olympics hit Sydney. As a result, the NRL season was moved forward to accommodate. Uh, so let's go to March 17 of that year. You're named to debut for Canberra, the team you supported, I believe, as a kid. What do you remember of the day? Um, well, it was actually the, the week before was quite interesting as well because I'd been playing a little bit of reserve. Yep. I started the year in that reserve grade and we played in Newcastle. And um, played the game there and, and played okay, I think. And then in the dressing sheds, uh, Mal Meninga comes in and says, I need you to come to uh, to Brisbane with us because they were tra- travelling from Newcastle straight to Brisbane because it was a short turnaround with mm. a Friday night game. Galaxyfinance.com.au. Ask for Leanne for a free chat. Um, I'd only packed enough gear because we'd only stayed overnight with reserve grade. I was an apprentice mechanic at the time. Um, I had to ring up my boss as a first-year apprentice and say, look, mate, I'm not coming in tomorrow. He was filthy um, because I was going to, to, to 
Brisbane for the week. Um, still unsure right throughout the week whether I was going to be able to play, uh, whether I was going to be in the side, but just in and around it. And then um, yeah, about three days before, Mal said, you're on the bench. Um, Friday night game up against the Brisbane Broncos up there. The side who, you know, I was on scholarship with and almost so close to going to. Yeah. We get beat on that night, but, um, you know, an amazing, yeah, opportunity, feeling to be able to, you know, play against, you know, those greats, but to be, be able to play alongside a Dave Ferner, a, a Brett Mullins, Kenny Nagus, Ruben Wickey, um, you know, those sort of guys, um, yeah, was was amazing. And, and probably, you know, looking back on it and reflecting, the, the greatest thing, was the enjoyment that it gave my family. Um, yeah. So I think that, that that is sort of one of those moments where you can just see how much, you know how much it means to you because that you know that you can feel that on the inside, but you can see it on your mum and dad's face or your brothers and sisters, you know, like all of this. So it's really, you know, that was, that was something pretty special. So, mate, you've already mentioned some of the names in the side. The coach was also a future immortal. So you're sharing a dressing room on debut with guys that you've idolised. Not many people get to experience that. That in itself, without even without even running onto the field, is very, very cool. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember one of the first days I got to actually train alongside Laurie Daly in the preseason. Um, I remember we were doing like 400, um, you know, runs around the outside doing 400s, and I was just trying to run close by him. I just wanted to be in his presence. Yeah. It was just... Uh, it was just amazing for a young country kid to be able to play, just train alongside these guys, let alone play alongside them, and then to be coached by Mal. And um, I remember in the warm-up, we're out the back and there's fireworks going on, and I was always somebody that had loved to do, a, you know, some defence, like some really you know, hard shots at the end there, get somebody to hold a tackle bag, run 100 mile an hour at me, and um, we're going off, and I was a bit shy, obviously being on debut, and players were sort of starting to walk into the sheds, and I wasn't willing to, you know, ask anybody just to um, um, turn around and come back. So I asked the assistant coach and the assistant coach turned around and grabbed the, the hit shield and it was Glenn Lazarus. And <laughs> I, I whacked him and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, if this is the assistant coach, what are the real things going to be like out there? But anyway, it was uh, it was a crazy little start, but it was yeah amazing experience to be a part of that um, in the early days. A tough time for the Green Machine for a number of years, a group of generational players had or would retire. The Super League war had, to a large degree, left the closet a little bare. It was a battle for a while. It certainly was. And I look at, you know, my time at the Raiders, um, you know, people, you know, whether you like the term or not, the rebuilding. But, you know, mm. we when, when we lost, you know, Laurie, David, Ferner, and then Brett Mullins after that 2000 year, um, you know, we, we started to trickle a few others, you know, Rubes a couple mm. of years after that, Kenny Nagus. And then in 2006, you know, we recruited a few to come to the club to help fill that space, but we lost, um, you know, it was Ian Hindmarsh, Simon Wolford, Luke DeVico, Clint yeah. Shikoski, who I love playing alongside. Um, yeah, we Adam Mogg, and you know, we had all of these guys all just, you know, left at the end of that season. And then we had to rebuild again. Um, and, you know, we really focused on bringing a lot of those young kids through our junior system to be able to do that. But it was, it was, you know, plenty of turnover in that time throughout that era that, um, you know, I played in. You were known as a defensive guy, largely just a, a workaholic. You set the record for most tackles in the season. That was 2006. It was 1,087 tackles, you maniac. Next was Nathan Hindmarsh. 
on 911, but I think we can comfortably say 40% of them would have been third-man flops. <laughs> uh, to you, what's defence? Is it is it technique? Is it attitude? Is it courage? What's the key? Oh, look, I think there's a mixture of that, and I often talk, uh, I was only working at a footy club on um, – uh, on uh, just earlier in the week and, you know, having that that yarn in the same sort of, you know, sentence about rugby league and there's yeah. a lot of different things and in particular one of the assets that I think I had was actually being smaller when I was younger. A lot of people are, you know, oh, yes, it had its challenges but mm-hmm. it really taught me to get my technique right from a young age. Yep. Um, and so I think there's a lot of that. And then you're right. There's it's just through repetition you build up that courage, um, and that becomes into a confidence. And then you do that. And then I think for me, it was important that I, you know, that was um, you know one of my main areas of the game is because that's how that's what my team needed from me. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legend series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal, and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. Their stories are simply amazing. The Rugby League Superpod drops in time for your weekend. It's full-on and the hottest podcast on the market with at least a dozen interviews every episode. Current-day superstars and former legends drop into chat footy and share plenty of laughs. It's loose, we love it, and you will too. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to the stars themselves? Then on Saturday, the Firebrand Weekend Session is a new addition to our lineup. We're chatting with the players and coaches about barbecues, beers, and who you'd invite to your place for the perfect weekend session. It's hilarious. To keep the content coming, we'd ask if you could spare 30 seconds when you're done here and leave us a five-star rating and review on the app you're currently listening on. It's huge for us as we look to expand the brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.